Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. Hey, what's up, students? Man, happy Sunday. Man, I pray that it's a good Sunday that you're getting ready to go to life groups and you're getting ready to go to service at the Blended or the Lift. Man, we would love to see you, but both those things as a, as man, life groups and worship together with your family is just so important. So I hope to see you there. And today's a big day for the Point Podcast because we're starting a new book. And so let's just try to remember, we now have devotional material for you in 1 John, Matthew, Acts, Exodus, Psalms, Proverbs, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. So I think that's 18 books, and I might be missing one. That's crazy. There's only 66 books in the Bible, and we've done all those for you. Um, and so, man, don't basically, we don't want to give you an excuse to not have an option to get in the Word. That's kind of what we're doing here. And so today, we're starting a new book, and the new drum roll is we're going to go through Isaiah. That's what we're going to go through. Now, this is kind of funny because we just went through the minor prophets, and we talked about how those are prophets, and they're minor, not because they're less important, but because they're just smaller, right? So Zechariah had like 14 chapters. I think Hosea might've had 14, but then you have some that are one chapter or three chapters, right? They're not that long. Um, But then you have the major prophets and it's not that they're any more important. It's not that they're any more inspired by God. It's just that they are longer. And so Isaiah is one of those major prophets. I just thought it would be cool that we just went through a ton of minor prophets. Let's go through a major prophet. And this was a request sent in from a student as well. So shout out to you. You know who you are. Um, and so we're going to go through the book of Isaiah together. And it's such one of those books where um, you ever seen a game of tug of war, right? Where one team is pulling against the other team and they're, and they're tugging back and forth and there's a ton of tension in the rope, right? There's a ton of tension in Isaiah's prophecy and in his book between judgment and hope right? It's it's the tension between judgment because he looks at Israel as we're going to look at in just a second and he sees that they're not living up to the covenant that God set for them. They're not living up to the standard that God has laid out before them. So he sees that, that God is going to use judgment. He's going to use Assyria and Babylon to judge his people, right? That's kind of who Isaiah is thinking about in his head. So he sees that, right? And he sees the judgment side, but he also sees the hopeful side that he just has this unshakable hope that God is faithful to his people, that for those who fear God, that for those who walk in covenant faithfulness, even though the rest of the country might not be, even though the rest of the the nation might not be, that God is going to be faithful to the remnant of people, to the small group of people who still follow him. And so it's this tension between judgment, between because God is a just God and cannot let sin go unpunished. So it's the tension between that and hope that God is not going to abandon his promises. And so today I'd hope you read, because remember, this is just a help you in your walk with the Lord. We're not trying to substitute it, right? And so I hope that you read Isaiah chapter 1 verses 1 through 20 on your own, okay? Um, but I kind of want to read just the end of it because it, it I think it captures this judgment that he's looking at and this tension that he's looking at. Um, it's pretty intense when it comes to verse 12. This is what God says. He says, when you come to appear before me, who is required of you this trampling of my courts? Now listen what he says, bring no more vain offerings, Incense is an abomination to me. New moon and Sabbath and the calling convocations. I cannot endure iniquity and solemn assembly. God says, stop bringing your offerings to me and I can't endure your worship services. 
That's what God's saying, right? So pretty, pretty intense. He says, your new moons and your appointed feast, my soul hates. They have become a burden to me and I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. So what is he saying? He's looking at these people and they're doing these religious festivals right. Like they're they're kind of keeping some of the main things of the law with festivals and banquets and offerings and all this stuff, but but they're not living out the covenant the way God has called them to. And so God's basically saying, look, your worship looks really good in a church service, but the way you're living out is is not the way I've called you to live out. And so God is basically saying he can't stand the worship service if they're not living out in service, right? That's kind of what he's saying. And so look at what he says in verse 16. This is the command. He says, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes, cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, and bring justice to the fatherless and plead the widow's cause. So God's saying, basically he's saying, stop so much with your worship services if you're not gonna do these other things the right way, right? And so he's not saying you need one or the other. He's just saying, look, if you're worshiping me in a worship service type thing, you also need to be extending justice and reaching out to the widows and caring for the fatherless and all of these things. And so it's a pretty intense passage. And you see where Isaiah's kind of leaning towards judgment because the people are, People kind of need to get whipped into shape a little bit, right? But look at what he says in verse 19 or 18. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. This is so good. Isaiah is full of good passages like this. That's why I'm so excited because I've never actually read through the book of Isaiah in one sitting. I've read a lot of it, but never read through it in one sitting. So I'm so excited about it. He says, come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. And though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be eaten by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And that ending really captures the tension that we're going to be wading through in Isaiah. Is is God is gracious and ready to make our sins as scarlet, white as snow. He's gracious and willing to do that. It's just, will we actually repent and come back and turn to him? Or we will continue to rebel in our own ways. And so, man, I'd encourage us. Let's let's just take hope in that, that God is ready to make sins that you and I have that are scarlet red. He's ready to make those white as snow. He's ready and he's able to do that. The cross has proved it, right? And so let's not run from God in rebellion, but let's turn towards God in repentance. So, so excited to go through Isaiah. It's going to be a while. It's a long book, but uh, cannot wait, man, as we walk through this book together. I love you and I'm thankful for you. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.